0: We made it to 2023 y'all two years ago if you that's told me surprise. i'd make it to 2023 i'd have never believed you <laughs> i would have
1: great vince um you're anyway, all happy i yeah, get it you know it. what yeah i had a positive outlook two years ago <laughs> now if you tell me now that i'm gonna make it to 2025 that's where things get a little dicey. wow 2025 uh, that's a but... year we're gonna be living in that year isn't that weird yeah, it's gonna come up quick. It really is. I I really can't believe Ugh. it. Um, dude, I don't know, I don't know how popular this is on podcasts. Mm-hmm. This is this is something that's interesting to me, is is New Year's resolutions. Yep. Obviously, they're popular amongst lots of people. A lot of people do them. Yeah. I've done them my entire life. Um, I don't know if that's a thing that lots of podcast series do, but we're we're gonna talk about resolutions mm-hmm. today. But And obviously, we're going to set some, we're going to talk about setting some, but I had it in mind, and we talked about this, that I think it's a little more interesting to dig into why people set resolutions, what are good resolutions to set, and just sort of ask a bunch of questions about this practice that's sort of mainstream on New Year's Day to set for your New Year. Connor, I, I honestly don't even know the answer to this question, despite the fact that we've grown up... Around each other. Do you set New Year's resolutions? Have you done that throughout childhood and stuff? Or yes. Like, what's your history in quotes, with quotes?
0: So I definitely am like, you know, I know New Year's resolutions and I've set New Year's resolutions and I have a resolution for myself this year. But um no, it was never like a big thing in our family to really like, oh, have a New Year's resolution and really stick with it. We tried and we talked about it and we did like my when we were kids, my parents definitely were like all right, make 10 resolutions. Like, how you, can you better yourself, improve in the new year and what you want to do, which I think is good. But at the same time, you know, we're obviously going to talk about it, but there's a lot of things that go on with news resolutions and, like, kind of this... I, I feel like there's this weird sort of, like, quote-unquote toxic energy around New Year's resolutions in the same yeah. way that, like, everyone all at once... Is trying to be better.
1: <laughs> totally, dude. I love that you said that right at the back because that's sort of what where I felt this year encroaching, encroaching on us and the prospect of setting resolutions like I normally do. I just kind of felt that side of it a little more than usual, Same. and it made me think about the fact that there, there really are maybe like bad resolutions to set, and there is kind of a dark side to goal setting. Mm-hmm. That I think I've kind of fallen prey to in past years, and I don't really want to this year. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Connor, what's like? What's a memorable past resolution? What's one memorable past resolution that you set? Just in general, do you remember any that you set in the past? No,
0: maybe back when I was like really young. I think Grandma even put it in a scrapbook or something. It was like to do ten push-ups a day. Which, hey, okay. that I mean. In fairness, that's yeah. a fair resolution. I don't think that's anything to scoff at or, like, no. say it's toxic. I didn't do it. There's no way in hell that I did it when I was <laughs> 11. I'm not going to do 10 push-ups a day. Um, uh, yeah, and then when you get older, I remember I was like, I'm going to do 100 push-ups a day. That ended after yeah. five yeah. days.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, honestly, though, the 10 push-ups a day thing, On paper, like, that is that is a really good goal to set because doing those 10 push-ups is completely within your control, assuming, you know, you don't run into serious injury or something like that. But that's completely within your control, and you're not setting a goal sort of based on outcome, Mm -hmm. which is something that I've run into a lot that I thought made sense. Like, for instance, if we were to set a goal for this podcast, you know, Your gut would be, not your gut, but like anybody's gut might be to say, okay, we just hit a thousand downloads. Let's make our goal for this year by the end of the year to reach 5,000 downloads or, you know, 10,000. And while that may seem really smart because it's very trackable, you know how many downloads you're hitting because you have those stats. That's not necessarily a goal that you can actually control or attain reasonably, right? Because you don't have complete control over how many people listen. Mm
0: -hmm. I think that is like... But... Because what we said, 10 push-ups a day, I would say is a good goal, in quotes. Because it is something that you... You're right, that you can control. You can say, oh, yeah, I I will do these 10 push-ups and it's up to you to push yourself to get there. But when you say something like, I want to hit 5,000 downloads, it then puts it in someone else's hands and you... If you don't get it, one, even if you tried as hard as you could, you still failed. And if you do 10 push-ups every day for a year and you don't look too much different at the end of the year, like you're not the same muscle mass, at the end of the day, you can go, I did my New Year's resolution. I accomplished what I wanted to do. You had that drive. Maybe you'll push it to something else. But to, I think that is the difference between like a bad and a good goal is what can you reasonably obtain and also mm-hmm. what can you control? So for us, if we wanted to make a resolution for the podcast, which we'll talk more about later, but it's like maybe we can't say anything that you has to do with you guys who's listening. It has. It's more about, okay, we have to put in more effort. I uh, I wanna edit an hour a day or do this, blah, blah, blah. Make more posts on the Instagram, whatever, like whatever it is, has to be on you fully
1: yeah no that's a really great way of putting it because i'm thinking of like the 10 Mm push-ups goal and the bad version of that goal is oh i want to get really buff i want to get really in shape yeah you know and that's a result and honestly the better version is to ask okay if i want to if i want to get ten thousand downloads if i want to get five thousand downloads and you know this is our example but like taking asking yourself what does it take to get to that Mm mm-hmm and reasonably answering that and instead making doing that the goal. Like you're saying, yeah. you know, I want to I wanna record consistently. Like I want to make sure that we rec- record consistently over the course of the year and set that and follow that. And you th- think, okay, that's what leads to those results. And if you're doing that, that's all you really can do. And then the results may or may not happen. Because sometimes you may do the things you think you need to do to reach – the the Mm pie-in-the-sky goal that you can't control, but then that goal doesn't actually come as a result, or it might. Yeah. Um, I I think
0: another thing is, like, you just have to set yourself in the right state of mind to eventually get to where you want to be. So for me, uh, a huge goal of mine, it has been for my entire life, basically, is to be on Broadway. That's a goal. So if I went into this year and my goal was be on Broadway in 2023, which is not right. unreasonable that I could do that. It's not unreasonable. It's unreasonable put to put that expectation upon myself. And then if I don't make it on Broadway, then it's my fault. When at the end yeah. of the day, that's not how it works. You need to put in the work now. So if I wanted to make it to Broadway, I'd go, okay, my goal is take more dance. Focus more Mm -hmm. on singing, focus more on this, blah, blah, blah. Just what can I do to eventually, in the long run, five years, 10 years from now, even maybe hopefully sooner, that I can create and reach my goal? And I think that's what New Year's resolutions should be. They should be for the long run. And, or something personal. I think if it's something small in your life, or, uh, and there's also a difference between like, a new year's resolution of that, you're obtaining a goal, versus I wanna stop smoking, I wanna stop drinking, also different. That's, a, a, to me that's like, cause if you wanted to say, I'm done drinking, I just totally entered a new conversation and topic, but now we're on something else. So if it's like,
1: no, yeah, I wanna stop
0: drinking, then yeah, you can do that, and I think that's different, but that's just a totally different conversation because then you're getting into habits breaking habits rather than creating habits. So I do think there's also the difference in what I said, like there's goals that create habits and there's goals that break habits.
1: Right. And that's interesting because you could have both of those pie in the sky goals, Mm -hmm. right? Of being on Broadway or quitting alcohol, like quitting smoking, something that may sound like, oh yeah, that's something that people dream and want. You can break both of those down into actual things that you can control and yeah. maintain. Like you're saying, you know, you can say take more classes, or you can say, every the goal could be every Friday night when I wanted to, you know, participate in this behavior that I don't want to participate in anymore. I I do I replace it with this other activity yeah. or I replace it with this other behavior. Mm-hmm. And that becomes your version of the goal that you can actually maintain. And maybe you find by the end of the year, oh no, I accidentally, you know, I failed in some way, and I didn't do that one time. But at least you know what the goal was. And I guess I've never, I've never set like a behavioral. I don't think I've ever set a behavioral breaking goal before in huh. my life. Um, but that is interesting that you bring yeah. that up. Like, ha, do you think you've ever set one of those before? I like, set one. I, maybe as a, like the kid version of eating less. Yeah, kind of. Basically, you know. I, mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, not even
0: healthier. That's not even a kid's goal like yeah even that's not a kid's like eat less sweets is something that you know honestly we could all probably do but um yeah yeah, i actually this year set a goal to stop to break a habit which we can talk about more uh, a bit later but i
1: i did i did this year oh cool okay interesting so yeah i that's i'd love to hear about that i think um i think something that i really appreciated growing up Despite falling into the negative side of the goal, mostly because I think I was setting a lot of goals that were results-based. Like, oh, I want my book to be a bestseller. Yeah. Or I want even, even the goal that I thought made sense. Like, I thought it was a good goal. To, I want to get my book published this year. That was one for mm-hmm. a long time before my book was published. But even that isn't necessarily an attainable goal that actually I could keep myself to. But something that I did love in spite of all those things, and in spite of kind of the damage that that caused me and the relationship I had with goals, um, I think that something I really liked was that I was setting goals and focusing on different areas of my life, kind of an all encompassing thing. So there'd be one that was like professional or, um, you know, writing based, because that's like my ultimate passion, or one that was school based when, you know, when I was in school, or one that was. Uh, based on just like my family or when i was based on my friendships um or sports mm-hmm. or music and stuff like that and it was really cool to help me kind of compartmentalize different parts of my life and realize that i could improve and try to improve at least in all these different areas yeah. um, i
0: think for yeah. me as a kid that that's really smart i'm i'm uh, changing the topic a little bit, but I absolutely agree. I think if you are someone to make resolutions and to make New Year's resolutions, absolutely, go one for each thing. Oh, professional, I will work hard. I'll, work, I'll take a couple extra hours every week or whatever to to get that goal of where I want to be eventually or music, I'll write every day, blah, blah, blah. Um, I agree. I think you should compartmentalize, right?
1: Okay, yeah, thank right, God I yeah. got that
0: word right. <laughs> 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 this is like Vince with jukebox musical.
1: You remember that? I cannot. Oh, I could not <laughs> say the word jukebox. Juke, <laughs> jukebox. I keep saying jukebox. 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 Yeah, yeah, there we go. But,
0: um, jukebox. I totally agree with that. And I also think it just kind of hit me. I don't think I ever really followed my goals because I never really took them all that seriously. The idea of a New Year's resolution was not something that you had to do. It's not like yeah. if you don't do these New Year's resolutions then there's a punishment cuz in the real world if you set a goal for yourself and you don't obtain that goal there is no punishment. It's right. a personal goal that you set for yourself and I think that's kind of the difference between even Christmas. For a long time, you know, you be good or you won't get presents. There is a yeah. there is like a reason to behave and um yeah so Hmm. that's just that just hit me that's very interesting but yeah should we talk about our goals should we talk about what we're what we're going for or what do you think we're
1: yeah yeah here's the thing so a lot of the reason i kind of are am really interested in talking about resolutions this year is because i am doing a full pivot because of the things we're talking about every year i have set very specific goals in every single area of my life and this is the first year I've come to New Years and been I actually don't want to put pen to paper and set any resolutions this year and I want to hypothetically in the podcast with you and like yeah. talk about it but I actually don't really want to set them and I don't actually want to follow them or think about them or really reference them and I think that might be what I need so for me complete pivot i as somebody who said i i think probably like 20 goals per year or something wow. like t- something like a little more than normal um and i can get into the reason why but i think uh, a couple of years ago i took the enneagram test and i came out with the result that i was i was like a number i was a number three yep. which means that you're kind of the achiever, you're the achiever. Set, i know right? enneagram right and I've always, at least in social situations, I may not come across this way in the podcast or in a lot of different ways in my life, but at least in social situations and a lot of other ways, I've thought of myself as more chill and laid back and I'm not very competitive in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So I never really thought of myself as like the achiever mindset. So finding that out was very no. bizarre to hear. And then hearing like the downsides of being potentially that type of personality. Which I was heavily, I heavily resulted in that personality, so it was kind of unmistakable, yeah. right? Um, I realized the sort of damage I was causing myself by setting all these goals because I wasn't meeting a lot of them, not for lack of trying, and so I was getting very down on myself for not meeting mm-hmm. them, especially the book related ones, especially not being published. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that this year is probably a good chance for me to step back from it, and. Yeah, I don't know. but I think that's really, what I think about that's you, really Connor? good for you. Uh, I think it could really go your way
0: and turn out to be very good for you. Yeah, just go with the flow. Let it happen. And I will say, um, yeah, people on the podcast, you will notice. I mean, obviously, Vince is a great conversationalist. Our conversations never stop. In person, you, Vince buddy. is the most social Un, like uncomfortably social person, in the sense that, in the sense, <laughs> I'm, I'm praising you Vince, I, I love this. We were at a show once, uh, Space Dogs, uh, and oh, yeah. we saw great some- we, everybody <laughs> check yeah, it out. Watch it on Broadway HD. Um, we saw a friend I knew from high school. Vince had never met this girl. And I was like, no way, great to see you, brief conversation. And then we just kind of stood there awkwardly. Vince chimes in. Where'd you go to school? What, uh, boom, everything. Vince just kept the conversation going. I was like, you're a savior, bro. I was, I was lost in this. And I <laughs> noticed that, Vince, you're just unafraid to talk, which is so like admirable for a lot of people. So I definitely think you're a three. I know the Enneagrams. I actually believe in the Enneagram. Like, I agree with a lot of things that it says. And I'm a four, if anyone is curious, Oh, what's the four type? I forgot it's a lot the of them. individualist. Curious, it's basically Ooh. the artistic type. It's the yeah. lovely. Okay. So I actually, which this tracks. We're now we're just going on an enneagram tangent. Yeah, why, why not? <laughs> um, I took a test. We had to do it in an acting class, and don't ask me why we were doing it in an acting class. But we took a very very basic test, like. You pick three options and then whatever combo of that you got was your number. And a couple people's answers were Hmm. very obvious. Like eight, who's the, um, it's based. Isn't that like the peacemaker? No, no, nine is the peacemaker. Oh, no, no. Eight is is like the, um, uh, they're uh, they're very strong willed. I, I forget the exact name for it. It's like Donald Trump is an eight.
1: Oh yes, yeah. I remember this type. Yes, I, forgot the I name forget of it the as type well, as well. Yeah. But
0: some people got that or got something that was just clearly them. I was going through the options, and it was like, pick between these three. What do you prefer? Like a day on the beach or yeah. mountains? Like whatever. That's not it. But um, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I like both those. Which I don't. I prefer the mountains, by mm. the way. Uh, but I was like, I prefer both <laughs> of those. So basically, I just had a bunch of options. And my teacher was like, okay, here are the possible numbers that you could be. And for a long time, I thought I was a two, which is the helper. And then I Mm. learned later when I retook the test, I got a bunch of different results again. And the teacher again was like, why don't you just research each of them and figure out which one you are yourself? And I read it and I got to four and I was like, oh my God, that's it. And I figured out, all throughout high school, I was very stressed all the time because I had a very like long, tedious schedule. So fours in stress become twos. Oh, okay. And in like, uh, and I think in in stress they become twos, and in times of like action or whatever, I become an eight or something. Which you know, I'm not saying that everyone's personality is a number, but I'm saying this stuff yeah, is very no. interesting, and it's not. Sorry, people who believe in the zodiac i personally do not because it's a little different based on like when you were born versus your personality so
1: it, it's something yeah. different
0: and technically you're not supposed to take the enneagram until you're 25
1: oh because your prefrontal
0: cortex is not fully yep, developed you gotta you gotta wait till your brain is developed which i mean sure uh. but uh whatever so that makes sense that you're hey, three we'll find out That makes sense
1: Okay that's yeah. that's interesting. I'm glad to hear that you took it. I didn't I didn't realize that that was something that you um I want to do maybe we I, I about actually it before, now that we're doing this, we should do a
0: full episode on Enneagram. I'll get I'll that'd I be could fun. try to, we could do that maybe I'll, I'll okay
1: yeah, we'll take it again. Yeah what's we'll, let it like in in a little while we'll each take the test again yeah. and like discuss, and discuss it. it. that sounds fun or we'll take the test together fun. or something on the podcast maybe to something like that. And I got to shout out the people that I took it with the first time. I, I admire both of them a lot. And they talking through the results with them and with two other people who are taking it at the same time and being able to like, we spent a lot of time talking about yeah. it and working through it. And that was really, really helpful. And not because, not because I, I don't know if I believe so wholeheartedly in even personality tests in the same way that, um, not necessarily saying that you do in this way, but just like I don't know if I really bought into it as totally. much as I could have. I just think that just even the practice of taking it was just very, very yeah. And if that makes
0: and sense. I think unlike people basing their entire life off of the zodiac, which I know that there are people who do that. I'm not saying everyone yeah. does, but um, you know, I believe there's a difference because I don't think your Enneagram tells you how to live your life or tell you how you should live your life. All it does is tell you what you're like inclined to do. And you can just take that knowledge and use it. And going back to Hmm. resolutions, I got you, Vince, we're going back to that tie-in. Hey,
1: nice. It makes sense
0: that you're an achiever. You, you have things, you have goals, you have them. I don't yeah. fours don't <laughs> i don't it's Got like you okay, that's just not, and I'm not saying all fours whatever i'm I'm just me, but the, you're an achiever actually of my family you'll you'll love this, I'm the only one who's not a one or a three okay, and what's the one type again? uh i the perfectionist.
1: <laughs> We're back on the any. The perfectionist. Grid, it's too I fun believe. to talk about. Okay. And <laughs> Got you. Okay. So similar. Similar. To, yeah. But okay. I,
0: I forget what one is. Yeah. I'm. You know what? I'm gonna look it up.
1: Well. Well. Either way, I I do I going into this conversation, I was expecting you to say that you didn't care as much about resolutions growing yeah. up. Yeah. Not because. Well, first of all, I think of you as someone who's very ambitious because you go after very clearly go after your passions and work towards them extremely hard but I think you have such a clear awareness of what you're passionate about and what needs to be done to get there that I didn't I wouldn't have taken you for somebody who would need to go and kind of reset and go okay what do I need to do now to do this function of your daily life that you're working towards what you want to be working towards in all these different areas and ways it's true and I I just I didn't so I think hearing you say that you're less inclined to have that kind of past or history with resolutions isn't surprising but it is cool to hear that um I don't know it's I think it's it's in a good way it's not surprising if that makes mm-hmm. sense like, No I, I totally think, get what yeah. you're
0: saying it, and you're right I think that does make sense for me I've always been someone and uh, to my own like um uh um Uh, uh, to my dismay it's not dismay what is it it's like detriment detriment it's to my own detriment god man look at me (laughs) to my own detriment i think even at that point because i do know exactly what i need to do to get my goals and i know like what the next steps are to work towards there so i don't normally sit down and think i need to do this because it's always in my head what i have to do so that totally Mm -hmm. makes sense and yeah it's nice that I don't like need to set goals for myself. But at the same time, it's like, I always have that in my head of goals. So yeah. I don't know. I've always yeah. been jealous of people who can make goals at all. I can't do that. I, I don't know what like.
1: To me, it's I, I felt the other way around growing up because i thought the part of writing a goal and thinking about oh this is what an attainable thing that i need to do yada yada was the easy part and the follow through was the hard part and the not getting down on yourself and all that kind of other stuff was the hard part or just making it like integrating it so into your being that you didn't really need to think about it as a mm-hmm. rev- as a resolution and it's just more so habit it was more so something that you it was automatic um But I often find that every few months I kind of need to reset and re like put myself on, you know, a better balance in a bunch of different ways. And a great example is like right now in my life, I'm my day job essentially is a production assistant for a very large studio. And while that meets a lot of professional goals in like a certain way in terms of like writing and like the things that I'm very passionate about artistically, it doesn't. And so something that I've put on the back burner for the past several months is that other aspect where before that had been such a huge priority in my life and pouring tons of time and focus into that. Now, because I've been having all these other things met that I didn't have met in my life yet, I had to I've had recently to remind myself I need to find balance between those two again. And mm-hmm. now it's a challenge to try and just do that rather than thinking about okay here are the actionable ways that I need to do that and stick to to make sure that that becomes a thing. I want to just get to the point where I can just do it. You know what I mean? And just know that that's what needs to be done and just do it. Totally. And that's that's sort of like, maybe that is a resolution. I don't know. Would you consider that a resolution?
0: That's funny. Maybe. I mean, in the sense that, yeah, it is. But also it's not because... I don't know. I think even you going like, I'm not making any resolutions this year or really sticking to any and trying to break the mold, I do kind of think that's also a resolution. And I also think that's right for Mm. you right now in this time. If that's what you feel is right, then go for it. But um, I don't know. It's interesting. I guess you can consider that a resolution to always be thinking ahead. But also like, that's another thing you can't, you can't control that.
1: Yeah yeah and it you know and it's not actionable like it's not if it is a resolution, I'm not setting it very well, yeah. clearly like I'm not doing the thing we just said at the beginning about how to set a good goal yeah right so so maybe that maybe I'm being in denial about the fact that I actually am setting goals without doing it. I don't know it's interesting it mm-hmm. maybe it's like a paradox where you can't you can't really not like you are doing it maybe in the background mm-hmm. but maybe it's yeah. better to do it in the background than on paper. I don't That's, know or maybe in some way. I don't but do you think do you think for your for your sake there are parts of your life where it's better for you to be setting goals and that you want to this year where well, you haven't really gotten to what like you wanted to do this year mm-hmm. with your goals. Um what areas are you focusing on setting resolutions for? And what per- areas are you not?
0: Uh personal. I'm setting a lot of goals like personally. Not a lot. I okay. have two. But um I'm setting personal goals for myself because that's always it's odd but that's i'm so like career focused i think both of us are that um i've kind of put myself a little bit on the back burner of like what i care about and what i how i present myself and how i whatever i can present myself as a professional but you know past that what am i and um Yeah, so just a warning. We're probably going to get a little deep on this podcast starting right about now. Let's dive in. We've done this once before. Let's go. My first goal is to dress better. Just uh, overall, because I realized in Vegas, uh, I just started to dress a little nicer. Just thought about what I wore and how I could like match things. And I just felt better, like wearing a nice outfit. And I was... I real, people look at me different, they treat you different, and not even in a bad way, not that the people there treated me badly, but it's, you get looks, and it's like, wow, Connor, great outfit today, and I'm like, thanks, That it feels really nice to know that I actually did it, and I, I used to never care about my looks, it, it was very, like, I guess, for, not, I, Dude, I can't with the phrase. An afterthought? It's like an afterthought. Yeah, it, I mean an afterthought. That's not what I was trying to say. What oh, okay. it is? It's an afterthought to like, I'm just gonna throw on clothes because at the end of the day, I don't care how people see me. It's all about what I see, how I see myself. Which, mm-hmm. hey, that's like that's, I think that's something admirable about admirable about me. But at the same time, it's a little like you don't yeah. care how you look so you're not going to look good which is true for a, for a while I, I didn't i don't i don't think i looked good at all and um and so now i'm just consciously whenever i go out to do anything go to an event if i'm at the house i'm going to wear whatever i want that's different
1: Hell uh, but yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> but if i'm
0: <laughs> if i'm going out to dinner if i'm going for a bike ride even it's like yeah, wear what is appropriate, but also, how can I make this look
1: good? That's the first goal. That's awesome, dude. I, yeah. I actually—that's funny. I think that might have been a background goal of mine at the end of 2022 as well, because huh. I—you know me—I never used to wear pants. Like I always wore shorts. And Vince, was that, and Vince and was that guy. T-shirts. Vince was that guy. That—that that, that was my thing. I never liked wearing pants, and then I sort of coalesced and now now i wear jeans and pants daily yeah and it's and not saying that shorts are inherently worse than pants i just think that there was a mindset that i was going through like you're saying where i kind of my dress was a little bit more of an afterthought and you know i what was Mm -hmm. comfortable was enjoyable to me and that that's great in a lot of ways but like you're saying there is something to it i i do feel a lot better about myself in putting more effort into how I appear. So I think that's a really, like a really great goal. Yeah, man. Um, And you know what? It's a really great goal in a lot of ways because it's attainable and you're not saying like, oh, I want to feel better about how I look. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. but that's the result that you're hoping for. I want, yeah, the goal is
0: I want to consciously think about what I wear when I go out. That's the goal. Gotcha. Think about what I wear and how I'm going to present myself rather than look better. Because what does that yeah. mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Or have people think this way about me because I can't control what people think. Right. Also, it's funny. Vince was the shorts kid, I was the pants guy. There was a yeah. year, my yeah. freshman <laughs> year, freshman year, or sophomore year, I didn't wear shorts once the entire year. <laughs> once. And here's Dude, the that's thing. That's so true. I'll say this I wore pants, I wore shorts one day, and the one day I did, I no shit. I got made fun of for,
1: for my wearing legs. shorts. Yeah,
0: for your legs. They oh, were yeah, like because I, I. It's very odd because I'm very like pale and fair, and I'm like such an Irish person. I have hairy legs. My legs are shockingly hairy. because you would never guess there's a single ounce of body hair on me. I have very hairy legs, and I was always like a little insecure about it. Now I don't care, because I'm an adult, and I don't care. Um, but I, <laughs> I was literally, I wore shorts, and multiple people were like, God, Connor, your legs are so hairy. Or like, wow, you're so pale and so skinny. And I was like, I will never wear shorts again. <laughs> and I didn't for yeah. an entire
1: year. School year. I wore shorts in yeah. the summer, but school year okay. is what I was saying. I was about yeah. to say... Hey, that's a health hazard. You got to wear know, shorts right? in the summer. Well, it's, it's a necessary. health hazard
0: for you to wear shorts in the freaking winter, and it's right, snowing true, outside in Virginia. <laughs> this dude. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No. no I, I mean, it that, was it was a goal Vince set for himself. That was so funny. You were like, I'm going to wear shorts every day. It was you and- Did I? You and Alex I had a contest? A... Who was it? You and oh, Alex? we
1: did. Oh, yeah. my God. Talking about goal setting. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. In middle school. Yeah. We wanted to see who could outlast each other through the winter in wearing shorts and flip flops. I think. I think I don't you remember won. what. I think, I think I you don't, won. I don't remember, but that's. I'll take it. I'll take the yeah. Trophy right, man. If, you know, take that if you want to give dub. it to me. I mean, take the damn, dub. That's hilarious. No, I, dude, and that's such a bummer too, because like some of those things um, are completely out of your control. Like people, you know, people making you feel bad about your appearance and stuff. Like that's obviously people hopefully in your life now are more mature and like yeah. really older and like that doesn't go on as much anymore or it's, all, you know, it's all on good fun
0: mm-hmm. from
1: people, hopefully like, you know, I, but then maybe there's something to, you know, setting goals around how you respond to people, which I've never actually tried or done. Yeah. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's really easy to do though. Cause social situations are really like nuanced and I think that's really hard.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a totally different thing. Like, And I think that's another thing: social situations, and so me and Vince are both good socially. We're both very social people, so it's never. At least I'm speaking for myself. Like, no, you you are, and I, I
1: mean to like, like second, like what you were saying about me socially. Like, I, I feel the same way about you because I think that your social skills have always been very impressive.
0: Yeah, same. And it's like for us to make a social goal, like talk to people more or don't do this. It's like, I don't do that anyway. I, I already do this. But I have other things I need to work on. So socially, that that is a really difficult thing to set goals for because yeah. that is like, I guess that's another thing. If you're setting goals for yourself and it's something that just absolutely does not come naturally to you, is that a goal or is that like a lifestyle change? Is that, is that mm. just something completely different? Because if you're not very good in social situations and you want to step yeah. it up, and uh, I won't even say step it up, but you want to become more social, how are you going to do that? Because even if you go into a social situation, how do you know you're going to be right? And uh, Right, I say right. There's no right social situation, but how do you know you're not going to say something or do something? And I get that's where a lot of the anxiety that people have, of social situations but so here's yeah. advice for social situations who cares
1: yeah oh that's okay i think that's sort of the who cares of it. i was going to say that earlier when you referenced like going up and talking to people and asking these questions i feel i see myself as very awkward a lot of the times and i do a lot of very awkward things and i it's taken me a while but i feel like i've just completely embraced it at this point yeah. to the point that i kind of have very little shame in how i approach situations and so i become much less nervous socially and it doesn't bother me as much because i have embarrassed myself so many times in in different social situations but it, it, like what you're saying isn't even like an introvert versus extrovert thing cuz i think yeah. we've talked about this before i think i'm an extrovert and i think you're i think you said that you think you're an introvert introvert i like, i mean i would definitely energy. say i'm both but i
0: probably find
1: more like
0: peace and uh, i don't know i i think both but i i definitely like being alone that's what i'll say to that
1: or like getting your energy from
0: yes yeah i get my energy from being alone yeah okay that's yeah yeah.
1: right and i was on the other side of the divide
0: i love social situations and i can handle them Mm -hmm. and i am fine with that but at the end of the day i like i want to chill at home and watch a movie, and then go to bed. Like, yeah. that's, that's what yeah. I want to do at the end of the day,
1: you know? Well, that sounds pretty nice to me, too. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Holy crap. Uh, no, yeah. Um, so, Connor, just wondering uh, what your second goal was.
0: So, this What's one, one is where we're going to get a little, a little more serious. My goal, okay. and I hinted at it earlier, is to smoke less. So, I, if you've probably pieced together the clues from this podcast, I partake in marijuana, <laughs> quite often. What your your um
1: plan for the the THC bar.
0: Yeah. Was the I still
1: thing. think that's a good idea.
0: But it, it is a good yes, it is. So no, but basically I just realized that like I'm doing it I won't say so much, but I'm doing it enough to where like it's not the same anymore and it's not it's not affecting me the same and it has just kind of become habit sometimes and it's it's expensive and it's like I don't, yeah, you know, I just kind of, it, it was honestly, it was last night. I like looked at myself and I was like, what am I doing? Like, what is this? Like, is this how I want to be all the time? Uh, because my girlfriend actually, and this is cool, like to someone who's into it, but she's like, Connor, I cannot tell when you're high. I can't. The only thing, the only way she can is when she looks at my eyes, because they're bloodshot. But it's like, and at first I was like, eh, cool. And now <laughs> I'm like, that's a little sad. Yeah. And, and I see, you know, how people react around me to it. And some people are very casual with it. Some people don't care at all. But when someone is like, I sense it. And I get it might be like my heightened state of like thinking and being just in that moment. But it's like, I, I, it just always hits me hard when someone I care about, you know is like has it seems they they leave that conversation thinking differently about me or thinking whatever and I'm not demonizing weed that's not what I'm doing obviously I I think it's fine but I'm I don't think it's the healthiest thing for me I don't think it's healthy I don't think it's healthy in general for most people but um I just think it's something that if I'm going to cut something out, that's probably the one. And not that I'm going cold turkey and I'm never going to do it again, but it's, you know, it's a, it's an event. It's like getting drunk. It's like partying. That's when yeah. that is appropriate. And when you just do it all the time to do it, it's it loses the, like, idea and the fun of it in the first place. It's the same thing. It's like, The same reason why I think the legal drinking age should be lowered, we're going on a different topic, because I think getting people integrated and used to it and having it not become habit, but become normalized and regular that someone can go, oh, I I do this too much, I have a problem, rather than I do this too much, but it's a party and it's whatever and it's this and it's that. It's like, no substance abuse is substance abuse and personally i think i do have a problem with it so i'm trying to i'm stopping for a while i i yeah i just think that's good for me
1: i'm proud of you man i think that's Thanks. really keen to pick up on that and to to mm-hmm. recognize that and i think it's like you're saying building healthy relationships with substances or, or yeah. things that can can have negative implications is really important. So I I Mm -hmm. think that's really cool. Um, And and granted, like, this
0: is the first, like, I decided, I say this is a New Year's resolution, but it happened yesterday. Like, I didn't go into the New Year even thinking this, but I'm realizing, I realized, and I've been thinking it, it's, like, been going through my head, like, you know, almost every time where I'm like, I shouldn't be doing this. Well, whatever.
1: Got you. You know what I mean? um, I'm cu curi- yeah, but I'm curious too. So since we were talking earlier about like how, how to make like the goal actionable. If like mm-hmm. this is a goal that you're setting, what specific um behavior do you want to set that like makes that attainable? Hmm. If you're thinking about it as a goal.
0: Totally. And I guess I haven't really thought about that, which, you know, uh, um I guess I would say I don't know, because honestly, uh, I said I'm not going cold turkey and I'm not just never going to do it again. And I don't think I, I think I will do it again, but I, I think my goal would just don't do it for two, three weeks. Don't do it at all. If I can do that and I can just create this, like, I don't need it. And then maybe the next time I do it, it's, it hits harder, it hits stronger. And then I'm like, whoa. Whoa. It's like, it's the same thing of, and I'm, I'm diverging because I'm trying to, you know, bullshit, but it's, (laughs) it's like, you know, you know, when you get really drunk and you like throw up and it's just chaos and then you wake up and for the next like month, you don't want alcohol. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like I had that a couple times with weed very early on. And then it got to the point where I was back in earlier in Vegas, I was probably getting, I was getting high every night. And it was, you know, it was not yeah. what I wanted. And it's like, okay, I'm getting, un, like, really high, and it's not affecting me in a, in a way that it should. That this amount should. Here's an example, and I'm really just throwing myself out there, but um, the average dose for milligrams um, when you take an edible is about five five milligrams. Five milligrams is if you're not a smoker, if you're not someone who does it, five, you're gonna feel it, it's gonna knock you on your ass. You're gonna be high. You're not gonna be crazy, but you're gonna be high. And weed exponentially grows. So 10 is double five. Like it's not linear, it's doubled. So, or yeah, I get what you're you're saying. You know what I mean? It's exponential. I would do 40 to 50. Every yeah, night,
1: so quite a lot. Yeah, it's a
0: lot. If I gave that to you, Vince, you'd die. <laughs> and I love it. That's Understand. not an insult to you. That's not. No, that's, completely you know what I mean? understandable. It's like, yeah. And I'm look. I'm doing it, and I'm like, oh my god, I take this much, and so right. now I'm at the point where I just I, I don't want to do it anymore. I I, I right. I don't want to do it.
1: Right, and I'm I'm sure. I mean, I'm not sure. I I, have, I have to imagine that there are some people out there where like certain that dosage is part of their healthy relationship with yeah. weed and yada yada not to like shame anybody for if that's something totally. they built and feel comfortable totally. with but but i get completely what you're saying where it's like that's a that's something that triggered to you like oh my gosh i think this is not a healthy relationship that i'm having mm-hmm. with this and that I'm, yeah. maybe i'm not doing this for the, some of the right reasons or it's like leading yeah. to certain results that are negative and i i think that that's I think that's hard to recognize and do, especially with something that's like very inherently like enjoyable or very inherently wrapped up in, um, I don't know, like substances have such a, like a weird, like attached, not weird, but like, there's such a strong societal, societal pressure to either, you know, like be very, very against it, you know, from a young age with like, you know, different programs and stuff that, Wants you to be very against substances entirely, and then there's the we want the name names of, of what elementary school programs told well, us. Yes, to do of this. course. No, right. Like I mean, That's it's just so ingrained. ingrained. <laughs> it's very, very. Maybe what I'm trying to say is it's very high pressure, very high stakes. Yeah, definitely. You know everything, and it's like you know this wrong decision can lead to like very very serious problems, and it, and it can in lots of different ways, right? But I think it's cool to be able to just kind of in a low stakes normal way go. Oh wait, I think this I'm experiencing some sort of like an unhealthy relationship with this, let me like course correct. And yeah. I think that's really cool that you're you're aiming for that. I think that's cool. Yeah, th- um, thank you so
0: much. And I I do think I will say I'll disagree with you partly. Okay. In the, because I'm living in it, it is so easy to recognize when you have a problem. I recognized it months ago and I never did anything about it. It's hard. It's easy to say, I have a problem. It's really hard to stop doing it. And I don't think I don't, I'm not the person who like wakes up and smokes weed. I I don't need it to function socially and with people and interpersonal skills. Like I don't need it, but you know, there's a thing at the end of the day. I'm like, I want to like, I want to, I just want to be high or whatever. And it's like that habit of doing it at the end of the day just before bed like oh I'm doing it to sleep what does that turn into that's how I started doing it because I needed it and at the time Mm -hmm. it helped so much with uh, rearranging my schedule and getting me on track like I I would smoke it with 10 and I'd be in bed at midnight and the the couple weeks before I'd been falling asleep every night at four and waking up at one it's like that's not a schedule I wanted to be on and that this substance helped me get there. And I think in that case, and I know people who use it like that and have this very healthy relationship with it, amazing. Keep it, no demonizing. But for me, I took that healthy relationship I had and said, it's fine if I do a little more. It's fine if I do this, blah, blah, blah. And I got to the point where I was like, "I, I have a healthy relationship with it and I don't. So mm, I was lying mm. to myself and lying to other people, but I did underlyingly know I have a problem Got with that. you. And Got you. it's really, really hard to stop. So yeah.
1: Dang, yeah. Well, honestly, hats off for sharing. Like I, I think it's Yeah, I'm an speaking awesome, it into existence. Awesome now you, you yeah. all
0: can hold me accountable. All th- Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all of yeah, our no, thousand that, downloaders yeah, like, can
1: yeah, well, definitely. Like, yeah, everybody will have access to make sure that like, everybody will know. Of course, email us um, at Once Removed Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. Um, well, I think that <laughs>
0: I realized what? something, what? and this will just be for the audience members who listen this far. I was talking to my mom, and she was like, "Connor, uh, she's she likes she likes the podcast. She's like, Connor, it's really good." You guys are whatever, blah, 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 positive comments. And then she was like, I really like that you have your email. Why do you say it at the end?
1: Oh, We need to open our so episode true. saying our email. <laughs> that's kind of true. I, I honestly don't know if we have access to the stats for how long people stick around an episode. So like you're saying, yeah. like if you are listening this long, that's great. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad. Because it's, like it's fun. quick
0: takes are a favorite part of like what we do, but I actually wouldn't be surprised yeah. if a lot of people haven't even Just really listened to them because you miss yeah. them. Maybe that episode in particular just didn't, you know, catch their attention, but yeah. we need to start saying the email at the beginning of the episode. And for the true diehard fans who listen to this episode are going to go, hey, I remember <laughs> when they decided to do that. So I'll, I'm okay, going to write I'm that game. down.
1: <laughs> That's a podcast goal. Okay, podcast <laughs> yeah. goal, record consistently. That's our, uh, right now we're on the every other week schedule. I say we continue to post every other week and make sure we stick to that throughout the year that yeah. that'd be my personal goal number one i'm with and, it you know in a in a organized like you know fashion where we yes uh definitely can stick to that uh and then yeah maybe being a little smarter about how we <laughs> how we uh what do you call
0: market brand. ourselves market, brand market ourselves, ourselves brand ourselves yeah. whatever
1: because I don't know, like the my primary uh, reason for wanting to do this podcast, like we said last episode, is is honestly enjoyment. Being able to like keep in touch and have conversations that are are fun is another great thing. Because we don't live in the same area, so that's yeah. really fun. Yeah, and then audience engagement sort of like after that, because it's cool to have people listen. So mm-hmm. maybe focusing Definitely. on that last one more is <laughs> is a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Some good goals for us.
0: Well, uh, so yeah. Vince, you're saying you're not setting goals, which yeah. is admiral- admirable in itself with your story. I think that is, that's really brave because for you to go into every year with 20 goals in mind, every freaking year for 21 years, that's, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. So for you to say... I'm backing away, like not this year. That that is that's admirable because that's scary. That the prospect of like free flowing for a lot of people is very scary. And I'm not saying that you are not free flowing or go with the flow, but
1: uh, you know I, what I mean? I, I I'm the you. kudos, but, man. No, thank you. Appreciate that. I had this I had this thing the other night where I I just out of nowhere decided I'm gonna write for like four hours after Good. work. And I did, and it was great. And in past years, my my thing would have been oh i'm going to be more consistent about doing that and i'm going to yada yada and now i'm just going to step back this year and go that's great that that happened yeah i'll make sure to do that again and i'm mm-hmm. not going to worry too much about the mechanics yeah it's like right hopefully you know, it turns r- out ride
0: that high of i just wrote for 4 hours and i got a lot of like inspiration down and i did something don't pressure yourself to do that i actually did that too i was like i'm going to write every day And uh, I was doing it, but by the end, I was like, I'm not even, I'm writing garbage at this point. Like, it is not, not what I'm putting on this, what I'm writing on the computer, it's garbage. Yeah. You know, not saying I'm a bad writer, but it's like, you know what I mean?
1: No, totally. And and it's funny, you know. You know what I'm saying. What was you going to say? Yeah. I know I experienced when, when I was going through the publishing process, like there are deadlines and things set on you that you have to follow. Mm-hmm. And so just by way of even meeting that, I was doing things like there was this one two-week stretch where I was writing for full like 10-hour days every day for like two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. That was like my full-time job basically. And then that happened again later on. And it was awesome. And I, the results were great. But like that was a very specific situational thing and i think to be able to to impose that on myself is is different i think it's a lot tougher like you're saying yeah but um yeah man it feels you know 2023 feels like about time for something i just can't remember what like what time in particular it's for but it's like i don't know it's so
0: odd what time it's like a quick like a quick time like a quick quick take quick takes Quick takes, quick takes, it's quick takes with Connor and Vince.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Welcome to Quick Takes, everybody. This is the show. This is the uh, I already I already <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> Pardon my French. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Quick Takes. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we take so quickly. Vince. I wanna give. I wanna give quickly. Well, get out. That's not what the show's
1: called, Vince. <laughs> oh, damn.
0: Damn. No, uh, what's, your, what's your quick take, Vince? Hit us with something.
1: Dude, embarrassing fact of my year last year that Ooh. is is kind of fun, though, too. I just told so, you mine, so. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a little bit, I guess, on the sillier end. I don't good, know. Good, good. Uh, I averaged out last year um, watching a new movie in theaters once a week. Whoa. Average out. Yep. And That's... I... That's... That's a lot. That's a lot of movies, a lot. It's <laughs> a lot, dude. I've, I've seen probably like 60 new movies from the year 2022. <laughs> like when they were out, like new release. Wow. Like very Dang, intense. Dude. And I never went to the theaters that much growing up. I always loved movies, but I watched them often at home. And there were a lot of mm-hmm. older movies. So that was the first time I ever did that. And uh, I got to say... Theaters are pretty cool, man. I uh, I yeah? do enjoy it. I don't know what this year holds. I'm not gonna set any goals about it. But um Bingo. That, but yeah, it was it was a very strange new experience for me doing that this year.
0: So, Vince, your quick take is essentially bring back theaters or like go no, to the theater. I don't more. have a life. That was the quick take. That was <laughs> the
1: quick take.
0: <laughs> the quick take was I saw 60 new yeah, movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey,
0: no, I actually think, I do think there's something really cool about going to a theater and experiencing a movie with multiple, like with a group of people. And especially when the movie is good. Dude, yeah. Like when a movie is good and the audience is all there, it's awesome. When a movie's bad, even then, it's fun. So I totally get that. But, man, it's something I just haven't created a habit of doing, which I'm not against going to the theater. I still haven't seen Avatar Way of Water,
1: dude. Hey, man, I I think, here's the thing. When you see 60 movies in a year, I can honestly tell you there are other movies out right now that you should prioritize seeing over it. And there were, months before, (gasps) other films that I am bummed that you missed because they're great. There were a lot of great movies this year. And the thing, to your point, I completely agree. I enjoy going to, uh, to the movies in a group way more. But watches movies as many movies as I did, I definitely went to probably like half of them alone, and then a significant number wow. just with like one other person who was willing to go or wanted to go see it. So I have only been to a movie
0: alone twice in my really? life. Really? Oh wow! They're they're both funny stories. Yeah, the first one I went to Justice League That's alone, right.
1: and you were the only person in the theater. And I, it
0: was me and like two yeah. other dudes. <laughs> we didn't talk. That movie was so, like, I know people say it was bad. It wasn't that bad. It just wasn't good. Like, I don't know. Uh, I didn't, I left having absolutely almost no opinions about it. I just didn't care. Um, The second time, I was, my girl, I was in New York. My girlfriend was at work, and she was like, I'm going to be at work for, like, two more hours, or I dropped her off. Gotcha. And we were planning to go out afterwards, and I was like, I'll just go see a movie while you're working. And Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was out. So I was like, sure. And I went. And it wasn't my favorite movie. But the really funny thing happened when at the end, and I'm about to really embarrass myself. At the end, I was like, I have to poo (laughs) so bad. I cannot hold this in. And I walked out of the theater and I was like, it's a New York theater. Oh, yeah, so right. it's about 80 floors of movie theater. And where's the freaking bathroom? It's yeah. on a different floor. So I am running. And then it hits a point. I was like, if I run, it's not. It, it goes gonna, worse for you for sure. I'm going to yeah. shit myself on the escalator. <laughs> so I'm standing on the, like clenched to a T, bro. Just, and then I get to the bathroom instant and whatever do the release i get back to the movie it was over
1: <laughs> i didn't see
0: i didn't see the end of the movie i was like i have to go so bad i showed back up at the movie it was literally <laughs> credits and i was like well you, you saw right, the post-credits
1: scene then right I, I guess no no i didn't see. Oh, what it. <laughs> you showed up during the credits and yeah like, oh, why not i was like
0: eh. nah Never mind. <laughs> and that's my quick take: is don't poop yourself in an AMC on Forty Second Street, in Manhattan. Is
1: that the one we went to to watch the Batman, or is that a different one?
0: Different uh, one. Gotcha. Different one. You know, I, yeah. W- yeah. I went to the I went to the one in Times Square. We went uh, like downtown. Here's the thing: I am jealous
1: of you, at least when you were in your New York setup, because there's this theater called the Alamo Draft House that I. I Everybody from New York apparently talks about it's either in Brooklyn or Queens and it sounds like a great time. Mm-hmm. They host a bunch of events. Uh next time I'm visiting you there, we gotta go to this place I'm and down. find let's a fun do it. event to do there because uh like people come. I've never heard of it. They have so. like premieres, like it's a whole big thing for people who like really love movies. Sick. So I, I I don't know. Man. That's awesome. But uh okay. yeah, what's your what's your actual quick take, Connor? Come on, let's my hear
0: actual it. quick take is um so unfortunately, I'm gonna have to break the news on this podcast. Bat out of hell, which is the show that I was just in in Las Vegas, very suddenly closed. We weren't selling enough tickets, and unfortunately, we got our two week notice. And we, uh, our last show was on January 1st, and very sad. Boo hoo. This is very sad. Uh, yeah. So two pieces of advice: save your money. <laughs> <laughs> because i had prepped to like i'm fine financially at this moment whatever and then for the next three months it was supposed to be shows every week no break none and i was like i'm gonna just stack i don't i'm not gonna spend any money and i wasn't going to i was not planning on it and then we got fired and i was like oh no i have no money I have money. That's uh, I'm fine money wise, but like I could have had a lot yeah. more had I kept in mind the whole time that you know, money is a i it's a precious thing. That sounds so <laughs> douchey, like capitalist. My precious money is a precious, precious thing, and money is very important today. And it's like if you, <laughs> and if you are in a situation where you're getting a good amount of money, uh, don't take advantage of that. Yeah,
1: right? or like. Man, I I hear you, I, and, and especially the yeah. timing and of then, that. Like with yeah. like a break where you're you have a big yeah. opportunity to spend a lot of money, and you had no mm. real way of knowing that you know when you got back that would mm-hmm. be the news. So that's I mean that's really Which hard is, to control yeah. or really hard to foresee. Yeah,
0: totally. And it's it's hard to control for me. Like I was in New York for two weeks, and then when we got back that week, they told us we were losing our jobs, and I had spent a ton of money in New York because. It's New York, and I didn't have a job, and I wasn't being paid for two weeks. But at the same time, it's still my fault so that I didn't have enough saved up in the first place. So whatever. Second piece of advice is if you're going to do a road trip across America, <laughs> uh, it's good to have someone with <laughs> you. <laughs> so I drove from uh, Virginia to Vegas. I think I told that on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, you did. I drove yes, alone. That was,
1: yeah, yeah, several months ago. I remember we talked about that. Yep.
0: That was in August, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. it was in August. I, forget. I believe it was August. Yeah. So I drove from Virginia Beach, which, if you don't know, is literally as far east as you can go. It's the beach. Um, and I drove to Vegas. It took four days, about 10 hours each day. And it was fine, but I was driving alone for 10 hours every day. And throughout the entire 10 hours, I didn't speak. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't talk to to and like I talked to people obviously I was on the phone and stuff but I was just de- like d- dead behind the wheel kind of driving and on the way back it was very coincidental that my girlfriend had flown in to see the show in that week she had bought tickets to see the show well she hadn't bought tickets i she got free tickets but um she bought plane yeah. tickets to come to Vegas to see all, like very coincidentally the last week of December into the first week of January, which for our situation worked perfectly. So she changed her flight, very lovely of her. She changed her flight so that um, we could drive together to Virginia and then she'll fly from here there. So that's I'm in honestly right
1: now. pretty impeccable. How that worked out when you laid it out like that. Yeah. I thought that was something I know. It it was like so it was nice, something man. that you planned after the fact. Um, dude, I'm so, no, yeah, we, I'm so glad we, yeah. that I did get to see your show and I, I was able to come yeah, out man, later. Like me it was too. it was really cool to be able to experience that. And especially, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm bummed, I'm bummed for you, but well, I'm really excited about whatever will come next. Whatever comes that's, next. Yeah, that's no. very exciting.
0: Yeah. Thanks well, for listening. Email us at once removed podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for
1: listening, everybody. (laughs) Happy new year.
0: (laughs) Bye. Bye.